I am Senator Mubina Jaffer, and welcome to this episode of Every Voice Counts. In the previous episode of our Systemic Racism series, we discussed the importance of definitions and how, without clearly defining a problem, solutions will be very hard to find. In this episode, I want to talk to you about systemic racism in employment. First of all, let's look at definitions. They can never truly portray a lived experience. Much as a number in a statistic can never speak of the personal tragedy, it is crucial that everyone tries to imagine the reality of racialized people's lives. Imagine if your name is the reason for being underemployed or unemployed. Getting a job is the first block in building a life for a family and yourself. But merely having a name that signals a not-white person can be an obstacle. According to several studies and research, if you have such a name, your chances of getting a call back from recruiters drop to 44%. And if your work experience is not in Canada, your chances drop a further 5 to 10%. Because racialized people often do not get hired in their chosen profession, they are forced to take low wages. They are forced to take any job they can. But after that, the chances of finding a job in your chosen profession drop significantly once you join the low-wage labor market. As cause your resume doesn't show that you are working in your chosen field. If you are a racialized person and are lucky enough to get hired in your chosen profession, you most likely will not get equal pay. A study made in Ontario in 2018 found that racialized men earned 76 cents for every dollar a non-racialized person earned. And racialized women earned 85 cents for every dollar non-racialized women earned. A racialized woman earned 58 cents to every dollar a non-racialized man earned. Racialized people often face another barrier at work. It is a more subtle level of discrimination, one that cannot be quantified, but is evidenced in racialized people's stories and experiences. It is marginalization of workplace. Marginalization in the workplace leads to less promotions. Stories recounted by racialized people in Canada about their experiences of marginalization in the workplace are plenty. If people are willing to listen, 
they will understand the challenges faced in the workplace by racialized people. Racialized people are usually assigned the unimportant tasks or unprofitable clients. They are passed on in promotions and raises. The glass ceiling is always there to make sure they very rarely can move up in their work. On top of that, they are almost never invited for after-work get-togethers, so they never form amicable or close relationships with their co-workers. Sadly, when faced with blatant racism from a colleague or a manager, they are often told that they are being too sensitive. If a person complains that they are being left out, they are often laughed at and said, Oh, for heaven's sake, you are being too sensitive. In the rare events they happen to succeed and promotions which are hard fought for require tremendous resilience and cannot be achieved without the support from high-ranking individuals in the workplace. Mentoring is very much important. Mentoring of a person is often denied to a racialized person. You know, I share this with you because we pride ourselves of being a multicultural country. Therefore, it's a shame that Canada prides itself in its diversity and inclusion. Yet many Canadians suffer every day. In the upcoming podcast, we will touch upon the continuation of the cycle of systemic racism in other aspects of racialized people's lives. Stay tuned.